Hey y'all, welcome back to volume four of Mind Over Matter. Obviously, I am super excited about this particular volume because this is my life most days. Um, this volume touches all about business, and I actually titled the entire volume in itself BBL Culture. And not BBL as in Brazilian butt lift, but BBL as in Black Business Lifestyle. I am starting to notice as I get older that... And I say this very lightly, nine to fives are out and entrepreneurship is in. A lot of people are starting to see and venture out on their own and understand that in order to reach the levels of massive finance and wealth that we want to see in our community, um, we have to start businesses. We have to create a source of our own economy. So today's episode, actually, let me backtrack. Last episode was all about love, relationships, um, including familial and romantic relationships, and business. So how my perspective, as well as my friend Jamo's perspective, really lie on love and finances kind of as intertwined in one. So today, I would literally be talking all about financial literacy in the Black community, um, And how things have changed over time, Um, my viewpoint on all of this, and exactly what it takes for us to reach the levels of success in our entire community that we want to see. First things first, let me just say financial literacy in the Black community is a taboo topic. And it's not taboo because it's bad to talk about. It's taboo because people don't know. Um, When people are ignorant to a certain topic, it tends to just go unspoken of. Um, We tend to kind of just brush over it as if it's not important. Even if it poses a significant part of our lives, if we don't know about it, we will shut up about it. And that's a fact. What I've also noticed in the Black community is that when financial literacy becomes a thing, oftentimes it gets spreaded in the wrong manner. So a lot of times people who are not even wealthy yet will offer up advice or suggestions about how to become wealthy but I'm not gonna learn to cook from somebody who's never cooked a meal before so honestly that I really hope that that is something that stops over time Um, I'm not sure if it happens in every ethnic group or every racist community Um, but I do know that we are in a generation of people who don't like to read or don't like to gain knowledge from resourceful and um, reliable places, but instead go off of what they've heard in the past or go off of what someone else may have experienced on their own and make it the reality. Um, And that's just something that I always see posing itself um, in our community in regards to financial literacy. One thing that I don't want to forget to mention is the fact that I was not always financially literate, and obviously I'm still learning. I'm not wealthy yet, and I won't ever sit up and act like I am, and even in knowledge. um, I feel like I'm rich in knowledge um, and that I am starting to put it to use. I think that is really important to start off at an early age, our children to actually learn about finances and financial literacy, teach them about credit, teach them about loans, teach them about student loans and college and scholarships and things that they need to know to set them up for a lifetime. I find it funny that it is easier 
for us to get a student loan than it is to get a business loan at 18 years old. And because I know that the system is set up this way um, in which that we have to take out student loans before business loans, or um, it's often set up in that way, I think that if we teach our people to be careful about their finances and literate about their finances, that we will have a much more flourishing economy. Granted, we are getting there. Like, I really love what the Black community does in regards to finances these days. I love all the podcasts that have been created, um, the teaching, um, the mentorship, and things of that nature. And this is the part of the community that I embrace so much because I was welcomed with open arms. The first time I ever learned anything about financial literacy was when I started to trade um, Forex. This was a little over one year ago, um, January of 2021, when I first was a part of a company that actually teaches people how to trade using um, their educational platform. And I thought it was so cool. I actually became a mentor over time. Um, and though I don't work with that company anymore, that is a company that I will always have love for. And I did, did not leave that company for any other reason besides expansion, besides the fact that I um, would like to take on my personal ventures without serving as a mentor to other people. I think that it is really, really important to start somewhere. I don't say start somewhere as in go to the source, like find every bit of information you need to find but you must start somewhere and my somewhere was trading um and once i learned about the foreign exchange market i then learned about options trading i eventually dived into stocks i learned more about cryptocurrencies and i dived into that as well and all of that would not have started if i did not start trading forex so i think it is really really important to just start somewhere um, when it comes to building your level of financial literacy in the black community. Also, I do think that, and I don't know if people will agree with me or not, but this is my truth. I think that when people are rich in knowledge, that it is more valuable than being rich in funds at first. Um, for the simple fact that personally, I value delayed gratification over instant gratification. This just means that um, I find value in people creating wealth over time because that is the same type of wealth that sticks behind um when people are instantly like cracking cards or um getting rich quick on a scheme type level i don't think that there's much value in the knowledge that they learned behind that i think that you're at at some point that's knowledge that's not forever um but when you learn about things like certain markets the stock market cryptocurrencies or um, foreign exchange, or any level of investing, or any level of credit. I think that that is the type of knowledge that sets you up for a lifetime, because these are the things that are going to be left behind when you are creating wealth, is your credit, your investments, and things of that nature. One thing that I always say um, is something that I hope happens in the Black community when it comes to financial literacy is school classes. I think that if we start early, as early as middle school, to teach people about taxes and things of that nature, like these are things we get smacked in the face with as soon as we turn 18, regardless of where we grew up, 
how wealthy our family is and things of that nature. These are things that really smack us in the mouth as soon as we become of age. And I don't think that it's fair that sometimes we are stripped of the resources to actually teach us about these things before it just goes ahead and smacks us in the face. I hate that a lot of times we have to learn from experience rather than learning from a generation before or even those who can teach it to us. And I think that we are getting better. I think that particularly my generation um, will actually be able to understand this a little bit more and teach the people in our following generations, like my little sister or, um, you know, babies who are growing up now or our kids, our grandkids about these particular things when it comes to financial literacy that they may not have known um, from a school or any other place beforehand. Now, though, last episode, I did talk all about love and business. I think that this episode is important to touch on the fact that our families, the people that we love, the people that we care about should bring value to the table when it comes to financial literacy. There's not anybody that I care about who doesn't know what I know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. If, you, if I care about you and I, I really love you and value you and value our relationship, I'm going to put you on game and I'm not putting you on game for my benefit, but I'm putting you on game so we can build an empire. Whether you're my family member, my partner, my friend, all of that. Like it's really all of the above with me. I hope that everyone comes of time, you know, over time that it comes of fruition in which that we all value our friendships in this way. I'm not saying that you should make all of your conversations with your friendships, your family members, or your partner about money or finances. But this is the thing that buys you freedom. Wealth buys you freedom. And if freedom is what makes you happy, then by any means, go for it. And the way to go for it is to know. To know is to grow. I really say all this to say, I know that we have a lot of improvements to make in regards to financial literacy within the Black community, but I think we're doing a great job so far. Um, recently, literally today, I actually saw a, um, a headline about the slutty vegan CEO. She's a black woman named Pinky Cole, I think. Um, and she actually, um, bought all of the Clark Atlanta University graduates and LLC to start their journey in entrepreneurship. Personally, I know somebody who just graduated from Clark Atlanta University, and she is a business owner. I'm not totally sure she had her LLC already, but for you to even have the opportunity, have that type of love attached to you in which somebody cared about you enough to set in stone your own empire, that's love. And I feel like if we have that sense of establishment of love in our community, that we can really build an empire out of that. I think that financial literacy will go such a long way in the black community. And a lot of times we don't grasp that. Um, we kind of just peep game or like know something, kind of keep it to ourselves. And that's something that I wish didn't happen because I honestly don't see it in any other ethnic group or race community. Everybody participates in cooperative economics and we are doing so much better with that. And I'm super excited for our community to flourish in that way because we deserve it. I think that over time um, and over periods of people kind of 
setting aside the stigma of this and that is a scam or whatever case may be about everything in regards to investing, saving, credit. Like people pull that scam word out of everything in the black community. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that once we push that off to the side and understand that it's only a scam if somebody is scamming you. If you want to learn about credit, investing, um, monetization of media, college, scholarships, loans, anything of that nature, definitely just reach out to me because these are things that I'm knowledgeable about. I'm not just talking out of my tail. Um, I am talking from a place of knowledge and experience, honestly. And I'm glad that myself and some of my other peers have gotten to experience the things like this in their financial life so that we can teach people behind us even better habits. So I am super duper excited to talk more about finances with y'all in this series, in this volume. And I can't wait for next episode because I know what's up my sleeve and I know it's going to get a lot of people talking. And again, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for your support. Every single listener counts. Um, Definitely share this link on Spotify. Have your friends and your family tune into Spotify, Mind Over Matter, every single Sunday. I love you guys so much. Bye.